So far, there are five Republicans, one Democrat, and one Independent running for Louisiana governor. Now, Twyla's Avery Davidson sits down with Independent candidate Hunter Lundy. The primary for the gubernatorial election for Louisiana is coming up on October 14th, and we're going to spend this time meeting some of the candidates. Joining me now is Hunter Lundy, the lone independent in this race. And Hunter, you've got a, a background not just in law, but also a little bit with Farm Bureau as well. That's correct, Avery. Uh, when I was my third year of law school in Mississippi, I had a job offer to go to work for the legal department for Southern Farm, and so I did and uh, I had a lot of life experiences, a lot of great things, but I was the law clerk for the general counsel for Southern Farm, and uh, they offered me a job, but I got a job offer to work for a federal judge when I finished, so I moved to Biloxi and worked there, and then I moved back to Lake Charles, where I was from, after I finished my law clerkship. And when it comes to politics, you've only got one other real foray that you've done, and that was back in 1996, whenever you ran against Chris John for Congress. Uh, how, how did you go from one-time political entrant uh, to that race to now wanting to run for governor? I was very young in 1996, and, and I, I kind of ran for the wrong reasons. I ended up being a single dad and having to raise my youngest son which today he's a ship captain. He's got a degree from tech and one from A&M, and he, he's a mariner. And, and so I never thought about politics again. I went back. I was the CEO of the law firm, a small businessman, and, uh, you know, we operated out of four states. And, um, and so I just never thought about it again. You know, my mother's 91, doing well, living independently, and I've got pretty good genes. And so uh, at the end of 2021, I knew I was going to quit practicing law. And so uh, I've seen the state of the affairs in the state and in the nation. And my heart has always been to help people. I'm just a guy about the people. And so uh, my call has not ended to help people. So I, I tell people I'm leaving the courthouse and I'm going to the Capitol. And so that's why I'm running this. And, and there's, um, there's a lot to be done. There's a lot that can be done. You know, we have some real serious issues in this state. Uh, you know, crime, poverty, education, all of those things, which I believe I have it in my heart and in my mind to attempt to fix. What in your background in law practice uh, kind of gives you some insight to, to being a good governor if you were to win? And also, what are some of the higher profile cases you've worked on? Well, my last case that I worked on was um, that was a higher pro. I was one of six lawyers appointed by the federal judge in California to go after Roundup because Roundup had caused non-Hodgkin's lymphoma for many of our farmers, crop dusters, people, landscape artists all around the country. It was kind of a signatory disease to an excess exposure. And any time you get involved in a, a, chem, a herbicide or a chemical case like that, it's, it's always about the dose. And it's always about, did they adequately warn the user what the potential harm could be? And so that was kind of a big case, you know, and I, uh, they came to the table and after we tried three cases and won them, and they resolved the cases for a lot of people, most all of my Louisiana clients. So that was a case. Now, uh, my grandfather was a farmer. You know, I came from a, a grandfather who was a rice farmer. So we, um, you know, one of the cases I was involved in years ago was uh, uh, the, the suit for the crawfishermen. You know, when the, a product made its way into the rice field that wasn't properly field tested by the manufacturer, and it killed hundreds of thousands of acres of crawfish because they didn't know that we co-cropped rice with crawfish at the time. 
So that was a, a case that, you know, gives me a heart that I have for the agricultural community. And so, um, yeah, I mean, after the BP oil spill, um, our law firm was appointed and my younger brother took the role to prosecute British Petroleum uh, for the Deepwater Horizon that killed 11 people and damaged hundreds of thousands of small businesses, including shrimpers and oystermen and so forth along the coast. So those are, if you ask me about high profile cases, <laughs> those cases are high profile cases. At the same time, I've, I've represented contractors and I've tried all blowout cases for all companies and I've defended doctors, I've defended lawyers. And my father was in the maritime business, so I, was, I represented stevedores and, and pushboat companies. And early in my career, I represented Conoco Inland Marine. So that's kind of been a 40-plus year practice of law. And so um, I've been blessed. I thank God for it. And, um, but, you know, I do, I do believe I'm equipped. Uh, uh, you know, I, I, I've jokingly said I got the most gray hair of any <laughs> of the candidates. And, you know, wisdom does trump understanding and knowledge. Um, I don't go looking for a fight like some of the candidates might, but I'm always ready to fight. And so I can, I can stand up for the people of Louisiana. And so I've, I've proven that throughout my career. I mean, I'm tenacious. I'm God-fearing. And so these things are important. And, uh, you know, I've always surrounded myself with, with smart people, good people, um, you know, you're only as good as the people that work for you or work with you in my case. And they're smart. I mean, I've got one lawyer that, that I hired and we, and we practiced law together for years. We handle cases. He's a federal judge today. I've got another former partner who's a state court ju judge who may end up being a court of appeals judge. So we've always hired smart people that don't get so I've been blessed. So, uh, and I indicated I had a, an office in Jackson, Mississippi for 25 years and one in Houston, Texas for 15, one in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Generally, um, the one in Jackson and the one in, in, in uh, Houston, they were just general offices like the one we had in Lake Charles. We always ran the firm out of, principally out of Lake Charles, but um, we had a project-related office in Fayetteville, Arkansas. So that's kind of what we've done. I've made the point in other forums with the gubernatorial candidates. I'm the guy who's signed the front side of a check for 36 years. So I understand small business. I understand how to run. I mean, one time we had an operating uh, uh, overhead between four and $500,000 a month. So I think I can be uh, you know, a governor that governs, that doesn't try to rule, but tries to govern and so, and my relationship with the farming community is important to me. That's what I was going to ask you about is, you know, you've got an understanding of agriculture from your upbringing. You have an understanding of Farm Bureau because of your work with Southern Farm Bureau Life. Tell me a little bit about how that would play into your vision for Louisiana's future. What role would agriculture and Farm Bureau play into it? Well, um, in a forum the other day, I listened to one of the candidates castigate another candidate because of the role that he played in with a former governor on capital outlay and uh, walked about, you know, how uh, the former governor walked around with a baseball bat with his uh, chief of staff and, and, um, and threatened people about capital outlay. And the candidate that was making the comment was saying it was corrupt. Well, it's not corrupt. And it's, it all depends on who the leadership is. And the example is we have a new, it's called the, the South Louisiana Rail Facility. 
in southwest Louisiana that's just going gangbusters. They got to gr uh, together, 200 and some odd farmers got together. They formed an LLC. They got with the governor's office and they got capital, five million of capital outlay that was sent to the Jeff Davis Parish. And they got together with Mike Strain, the commissioner of agriculture. They got the financing and then they built um, a facility that went from a $5 million outlay to sending $50 million a year of cargo out of the Port of Lake Charles. Now they're sending it to the whole Western Hemisphere. They're sending it by rail, by barge, so forth. And it's opened up to where businesses from other states, of course the state owns this property where this is going on. It started with $5 million of capital outlay. It started with a governor who worked with a commissioner of agriculture who worked with a group of businessmen and they didn't care whether they were an R or a D. They were like me, they cared for the people of Louisiana. So this, this uh, South Louisiana rail facility has brought hundreds of jobs and now that you've got these other facilities that want to locate on that property to take the byproduct from the rice mill and, and build, you know, something similar to plywood using the resin, I mean, it's a goal. There'll be hundreds of more jobs. So can I work with anybody? I can work with anybody. And, you know, I tell people, people have opened the menu and they see the red on one side and the blue on the other side, and they don't want either one. They want somebody who can can work with anybody and that's why I'm an independent. Whenever you decided in uh, 21 to leave your law practice, is that when you decided that you were going to, to run for governor this go-round? Was that when that decision came to be and what, what message do you have for our viewers on why they should go with what's in the middle of the menu, not on either side? Well, you know, the, um, we're a state of, of, of faith and family and we believe in our freedoms. And you know, and I've, for years, I've been involved in, in uh, you know, doing programs and doing conferences on the Constitution. I'm a strong believer of the first and the second, seventh, and all the amendments. You know, and I have a, a biblical worldview. And, um, and so I just thought that, you know, change was needed. I didn't like when I left uh, a certain party years ago. I just, just stuck an eye. I could have been no party eye. I could have been nothing. I mean, I, I'll, I'll tell people I'm a small eye. I'm, a, I'm an independent thinker. I'm a big eye as a thinker, a small eye as a party. And I think Louisiana's ready for that. We got 800 and something thousand registered independents and no parties. And so um, the independent party is the fastest growing party in the United States today. And so I think the time is right. And so thinking about what I could do, um, I, I'm going out of this world with boots on the ground. You know, I want to be used up until the day I die. And, you know, here I got this 91-year-old mother who's sharp as a tack, and she's, um, you know, she taught kindergarten, she taught in college, she owned a small business. My father was in the maritime business. Um, started off as a crane operator and ended up owning some stevedore companies in a harbor docking. And so they raised four children. And so with good health and still good brain power, I'm gonna keep fighting. Was I, did I lose the passion for the courthouse? Probably so, but I didn't lose my passion for people. And so, so I prayed about it, thought about it. I had four people independent, one another said this is what I needed to do. The last one was my mother. So I said, yeah.
And she, she told me that my grandfather, when I was a little boy who was the rice, my grandfather was the rice farmer, said he, 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 she said prophesied over me that I'd be the governor one day. I said, well, I think he's just a proud grandfather. I'm not sure if it was prophecy, <laughs> but I'm, I'm doing it, and, uh, and I'm on this journey. And so um, uh, I, I, it's, it's a nonstop. I still have the work ethic in me that what it takes to, to run a race like this. And so um, I don't know if that answers your question, Avery, completely, but I, I knew I was leaving the law. And um, now I, I had branched out. I'm a, uh, we've built apartments and condos and made investments over the years. I've, um, I've been a small businessman as well as a lawyer. Um, but, you know, my wheelhouse has probably been the law. October 14th is not terribly far away. There are seven candidates. Obviously, there's going to be a runoff with that many candidates. What's it going to take for you to be able to be one of the two in that runoff? If the voters listen to me, and I think if they know my heart, and if they know that my mind and my heart is in this job, and I don't need the job, I don't need a title, I don't need any power, I don't need any money, I don't need anything, but my call is to help people. I'll be the best governor Louisiana ever had because I'll be tenacious and I'll, have, I'll know what people desire and what they want because I've spent a year listening, you know, and I've been all over the state. I've been in between 40 and 50 churches over the last year and I'll continue to visit every church that allows me to visit, allows me to speak, whatever they allow. So I don't, I don't including this past Sunday, and then I spoke to a, a crawfish ball I mean, crawfish is such a big agricultural industry in this state now. I mean, it's $475 million worth of revenue to this state. And so I've lived through a lifetime, and I introduced my, uh, some fraternity brothers in, at Millsaps College to crawfish a long time ago. And so today it's, it's an industry everywhere. So it's going to just take people listening and knowing that I mean what I say, and I'm, not a, I'm an actor I mean, when I say I'm going to do something, I do it. And, um, and I'm, you know, I'm pensive in the sense that I listen to people. I wait, you know. You know waiting on the Lord is an important thing to do. And so you, you wait to know that this is the right thing to do. And then you do it. And so Louisiana, I mean, we're the, the best state in the land, as the song used to go, where they grew where they grow the sugar cane so grand, the Mississippi flows into the sea. That's for you and me. You just ought to see the waving fields of corn. So there's an old song about Louisiana, and that's so true. We're the most industrious people. We're a people of faith. Uh, we're a people of culture. Right now, we're a state of poverty, and that's I am going to tackle that. You take crime, education, and poverty. You fix one, you fix the other. You fix two, you fix all three. We can do that. And I'm standing on that belief. Well, I appreciate your tenacity. Hunter Lundy, independent, running for the governor's office. I appreciate you taking time to be on the This Week in Louisiana. Avery, thank set. you so much for your time. I appreciate Anytime. it. Anytime. Thank you. If you'd like to watch this interview, you can find that in the show notes below. Also, if you'd like to hear other interviews with other candidates, stay tuned, subscribe. We will have more of those coming over the next few weeks. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.